Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Thanks for joining me today as we talk about all kinds of great bookish escapes. Today I have the pleasure of talking with author Connie Mann. If you're a fan of romantic suspense, heavy on the suspense, you're going to want to stick around. Let's jump right in. Welcome, Connie. I am so excited to have you on Literary Escapes podcast. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's so good to be here. Yeah, I always love our conversations. And it's been it's been a little while since we've talked. And um, so I'm excited to catch up and see how you're doing and how your books are doing. Oh, thank you. It is always so much fun to chat with you. So I'm looking forward to it today. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Yeah, it has been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> it has been a minute. Yeah. And it's funny because the last time we talked, I think was back in March at the Star Writer Conference and yeah. book three, you weren't even sure when it was coming out. Now it's coming out this month. And I know. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. But <laughs> before we jump into that, I wanted to find out. Um, so for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about like what you like to write. Mm. So I love to write romantic suspense. Um, and people sometimes say, well, exactly what is that? And the way I put it to people is always um, they're in danger while they're falling in love. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. falling in love is not convenient. It's not what they're planning on. They've got other fish to fry, but it happens. And so it's kind of part of the push pull of the whole story of the fact that they've got suspense and mystery and things happening and bad guys and this inconvenient, you know, attraction thing <laughs> in the middle. So, <laughs> I so like that. Makes that. It fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's a, that's a really good way to describe your books because the action and the suspense is such a big part of the story that, I mean, that is the story. There's a romance there that is important, but you have a really good suspense, you know, keeps you on the edge of your seat book. Oh, thank you so much. That's, that's <laughs> I, I enjoy your books. You're, <laughs> you're one of my favorite authors. And so oh, I, yeah, you. I really enjoy your books and I, had the pleasure of plowing through book three recently. And so, like I said, we'll talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> I, oh, I was, awesome. I was excited to get that copy. So thank you for that. Of course. So I know that you in another life and maybe still in this one, um, were a boat captain. I still am. Are you? Okay. I was yes. curious about that. I wasn't, nice. I know you moved from Ocala area and so I wasn't sure if you left the boat captaining at that point or not. I don't captain as much as I used to, but okay. um, if anybody ever visits uh, New Smyrna Beach, yeah, um, Marine Discovery Center in oh, New I Smyrna love that Beach, place. Yeah, um, is has boat tours, eco tours, and so um, I get to go out there um, every so often and take people to see dolphins and sunsets and stuff. So oh, lovely. It's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. It might as well be me. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So I do enjoy that. So instead of showing people alligators like I did before, now it's dolphins more nice. than anything. Nice. And so, and really so New Smyrna is like the shark capital of the world. Do you ever see sharks on your tours? No. Okay. No. Usually um, we operate on the intercoastal. If okay. we find them, they're more likely to be at the mouth of the inlet. 
Okay. Um, and we may go up that way on the evening tour to take a peek, but most of the time we are inside uh, the intercoastal. And okay. of course, we have lots of dolphins that live in the ICW. So yeah. that's, that's always fun when you get uh, people excited to see them oh, jump. They're or so whatever. fun. That's yeah. Fun. They're so playful. Cool. It's, I love seeing dolphin. That's oh, it's, it's always fabulous. a treat. Yeah. I'm enjoying it very, very much. So your Florida wildlife warriors series mm -hmm. and that was inspired from where you used to live and work and that was in the ocala forest area and you were a boat captain on i think it was the silver river is that right correct yeah okay absolutely yeah. so how did this series what i guess what inspired it how did it form in your head <laughs> that's not a very good question but <laughs> no, it's, it's true it's because it's got to come from somewhere like anything else I think it's always a combination of things but one of the things you hear from editors all the time right which can be by the way maddening for authors is that they want same but different exactly okay and you go what is that what even does that mean? mean right what do I do with that so when I started meeting through my job some of the fish and wildlife officers I realized that ooh, these are same but different they are okay. cops they are law enforcement they are statewide law enforcement which a lot of people don't realize your sheriff's departments and your, you know, police departments, they are constrained by geography. They have, right? Yeah, they, they have, have boundaries. A, a, yeah. Yeah, they have a jurisdiction. Fish and wildlife can operate all over the state. Dang. Okay. A lot of people don't realize that. They'll, you know, call them a fish cop, right? A mm -hmm. derogatory term. They don't realize that they have way more authority than that. Isn't that uh, interesting? Yeah. yeah. And certainly what I found interesting is that they take the lead on any kind of marine accident or anything like that. They, they'll they work with the local sheriff's department or police department, but they take the lead okay. when it comes to marine things or wildlife, right, situations. Okay. So, so to me, that was sort of a fascinating take on general police officers, right? It For was sure. like, okay, it's same, but different. And I'd met some of them and they're just cool people. And I thought, well, that's fun. So let's set a series when then I get to do some of the cool wildlife stuff that makes central Florida pretty right. awesome. Anyway, you know, the Ocala National Forest is like 600,000 acres. There's a yeah. lot of cool There's stuff, a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that gave me a chance to put, you know, gators and bears and all kinds of and waterways and the monkeys you know, was in book yeah, two, the yeah, and, the and all kinds of stuff that that isn't typical, right? So well, yeah, usually when books are written set in Florida, you get kind of the glitzy Miami right. Navy or the small town coastal, you know, sweet fun beachy stuff, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. You don't typically get the inner stuff of Florida. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or sort of the old Florida, you know, right. feel of right. stuff like that. And so that was really fun. Yeah. I, I think when I pitched the story idea, it was like, if you get beyond the the glitz and glamour of Miami and Disney's magic, you're going to exactly. find the real Florida, the that's Florida's exactly wilderness right. areas. And people go, wait, that's in Florida? Because they don't. They think beaches, Disney, Miami. That's, that's right. what people think of when they hear Florida. So that's right. I was trying to take a different corner of our really cool state and shine yeah. a spotlight that way. I love that because Florida has so much 
so much stuff that people never see. And in your books, they do get a good sense of all of that wildness, which I thought was kind of fun being well, a Florida girl for me because then I get to do you know something that's different um, and that everything you that you put in your books is like everything that scares me about Florida so <laughs> <laughs> well I will admit that I am not a fan of snakes um I have yeah. tried to talk my way out of that particular fear uh but no it I'm doesn't still work. like no yeah and alligators I, I mean that- even though they're not like part of my life they scare the heck out of me <laughs> <laughs> and they're everywhere they are yeah anything bigger than a mud puddle in florida yeah you're, you're gonna, gonna have an alligator in it probably yeah there's not a lot of them where we live now and that is not really hurting my feelings any <laughs> so, i hear you <laughs> but hear they're you. cool they play an important role you know and they're fascinating creatures i mean they've been around for so long so that's they are kind of yeah they survive funny. anything and everything yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got this wildlife warrior series. There's three books. Is that it for it? Is that, do you feel good about that or? I feel good about that. It was originally envisioned as a three book series. Okay. So, um, I think I'm, um, at the end of this one, um, I hope you think I did. I tried to mm-hmm. sort of wrap up the loose ends that yeah. were out there and kind of give a sense that our people are going to be okay. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like on. that about series. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I don't have any plans to continue it. Um, I do have another new series that's very, very different that my agent is shopping that's not based out of Florida. So Interesting. It's, okay. it's more adventure than anything else. Okay. A group of women. And that's, they kind of rescue other women from things. And Nice. We'll talk about fun. that in just a second. So. Yeah. So, so probably this is it for this series. Okay. That's, well, yeah, like you did wrap it up well, and it's, it's well worth, um, people plowing through all three books in my oh, opinion. Thank you. So, <laughs> so it starts with, it has three siblings who are, mm-hmm. each one has their own book and their, their significant other. Um, and I like that, like Charlie, the first book, Charlie and Hunter, mm-hmm. they, um, our friends. So you've got kind of the friends to lover trope. Right. And right. I like that. That's yeah, always, she was, she was fun and he was hot. So it was it exactly was... always fun to write, <laughs> <laughs> always fun to write and read about that. So that's always nice. And beyond power, Josh and Delilah, mm-hmm. that story. I, I really like the last, the last one beyond fear, but man, beyond power just blew me away because there was so much in there that I had no idea was going on <laughs> in, in the forest. It, yeah, it kind of freaked me out a little some, bit. There can be some interesting things that happen in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Some crazy people. Um, well, people who live differently than I do, maybe I should say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people out there that deliberately live off the grid out mm-hmm. there, you know, and more so, I think, than a lot of people realize. Yeah. And there's also some very um, low income folks out there and, and homeless folks. And and those, you know, like the community center that I put in there was based on some of the research I did of different organizations that are trying to help with some of the people, you know, families that are living in tents out there in some cases. So, you know, things you don't realize there's a place and, and there's a lot of different layers to what can happen out there. And, and I had fun in that story because for anybody that doesn't know, 
yes, there are wild monkeys in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not native. And uh, they were brought there by a boat captain many years ago to get people to take his jungle cruise ride. Is this, uh, was this at Silver Springs? It was on the Silver River. Okay. It was on the Silver River. He had a boat concession of his own and he wanted people to come take that boat ride. So he imports this troop of rhesus macaques from Southeast Asia, puts them on an island. And when he comes back, they're gone because he didn't realize they could swim. <laughs> <laughs> so they ate all that. this monkey food, took off. And so they've been there like it's the 30. It was in the 30s. So we're gone almost on 100, 100 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And so the pendulum swings back and forth and there's really strong opinions for and against the monkeys, right? Mm -hmm. Because some people say they're not native, they need to go. And others say they've been here almost a hundred years. At what time point do we quit calling them invasive? You know, like yeah. where's the line? And so, and people are passionate in both directions on both right. sides. Of yeah. And so fish and wildlife is tasked with managing that population, right? And so that's been an interesting thing for them as well, because, um, yeah. Well, that was a fun one in book two and beyond power. You have the fish and wildlife guy who is tasked with, um, managing them and he is against them being there for the most part sort of, he, he kind of is right. Yeah. That official line that says it's our job to manage them. Right. <laughs> And then you've got Delilah, who is passionate about them and researching and all of that. Right. So I, I enjoyed the playoff of, you know, both sides of that issue. And um, I thought you handled all of that really interestingly. Oh, thank so, you. yeah, that thanks. was very fun to write both sides of that, because when you live there, you've heard both sides, you know, of it. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, I would imagine you have. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And being on the river. Did you see the monkeys when you oh, were yeah. touring? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I took um, fifth graders for 13 years. I worked for the school board in Marion County, um, part of the Silver River Museum. And we took kids out and, you know, that was an exciting day. You didn't see them every day. But if we okay. happened upon a troop out there, that was pretty exciting <laughs> That's stuff. That's a pretty awesome day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Got to say yep. you saw the monkeys. That's good yes. stuff. Exactly. And so book three is coming out at the end of the month on November yeah. 29th it is. It and this is. is the final sibling, but he's not part of the fish and wildlife. He is a sheriff. Right. And right. so, um, tell us a little bit about his story. Well, he's, um, yeah, he's, so he's a good friend of the other, you know, the, his, obviously his siblings he's close to, but also Hunter and some of the other guys that are part of the FWC team. And I set it up that way because, like I said, Fish and Wildlife and the Sheriff's Department often work very, very closely together. So yeah, I think so. That, that made that happen. But the challenge, I think, for me for this story was that Lisa is a pretty tough cookie, right? And when you have a tough heroine, and he's kind of a, you know, a bulldozer, right? Yeah. He's just take charge and lead follower, get out of the way kind of a guy. Right, right. So, And she's not going to let him lead right if it's her investigation so we have that but for people there's always the danger that if the heroine is too strong she people deem her unlikable right if her chip curious. On her shoulder. okay yeah. yeah so we're so you have to find that line of showing some of her vulnerabilities um so you realize why she has the chip on her shoulder and show without her making her a wimp or you know without exactly exactly lessening her power 
Right. So that's been, that was kind of a fun challenge there to say, okay, throw these two strong, strong personalities together. Yeah. Cause they butt heads a lot, which was they, fun. <laughs> they did. I thought it was fun to write, you know, where they butt heads and then slowly she's like, okay, maybe he's not so bad after all, you know, but we have to work together. So there's that whole conflict. Right. Of, you know, it's, and they both are that. leading Right. Exactly. <laughs> In their own areas. And yeah, so yeah. I thought that so was that, a lot of fun. That made that kind of fun, you know, as far as that goes. And the idea of, you know, it, there's some, I won't go too far into it, but the idea that maybe there's illegal game hunting going on out there, you know, that can, that can come Is, up. Have you, has that ever been an issue um, in real life, I guess, in that area? Or do you know? don't know exactly okay but it could i feel like because there yeah. are like some preserves out there um you know that have some exotic animals so you know i think i remember reading about an elephant one in that area is that i believe there was yeah whether okay. it still is or not things changed a lot after covid so i'd have yeah. to go back and check but there yeah. were some great sanctuaries you know that were doing good work so I think what happened was I took that idea. My writer brain went, ooh, but what if? <laughs> we could have fun with this, yeah. <laughs> so that's how a lot of that happens. You said, how do these stories come to be? Usually there's a lot of, ooh, but what about if we did that? <laughs> so we've got this nice, cool thing, but. <laughs> but if I turn it on its head and make Ex it suspenseful, then. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how my brain hops, skips and jumps its way to all of that. So. So that when of... you write a romantic suspense, mm -hmm. there has to be a bad guy or bad guys. You yep. have to have red herrings and clues along the way. Are you a planner or do you just plow into it? I'm a little of both. Okay. I'm a, I'm a little of both. Um, I, I use, um, for anybody who's a writer, the Blake Snyder, um, save the cat series okay. um, of books for planning. And basically that gives me sort of a skeleton to hang a story on. I need okay. to know who all my characters are. Who's my bad guy. Right. Cause he has to be a worthwhile villain or it doesn't work. Right. Um, so who's my bad guy? Who are my good guys, right? I've got my hero and heroine and my villain. How does it start? How does it end? And what are the big things that have to happen throughout the story? Yeah, to yeah. keep it And moving. then I have sort of a list of some of the things and I start looking for cool things that could happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which is fun. And then, then I start writing and I, I usually, I've done, I don't, I'm not doing nano this year the okay. national novel writing month i have in the past though because it's a great way to, for me to just spew out a Knock story out some right? words yeah yeah i'm i tend to puke out that first draft as fast as i can to get it out of my head yeah and then and then i go back and do some more planning and i sort of chart it to see what i have where my holes are where my clues need to be beefed up or more or whatever yeah and then i can go back and layer in more of that but initially nice. it's got to be that first just get the, Just get the get story out. out. Yeah. 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 And then I go back and I go, Oh wait, we need some more clues here. Or we've, <laughs> this character hasn't showed up for seven chapters. We probably need to have. Oh yeah. 
and so. and you have to think about like your other two books when it's a series yes and and putting those people in and giving a little glimpse of their lives right Right, because the books, um, if anybody has not read the other two, they are deliberately written so you can read them as standalones. Yeah. That's, that's intentional. Because I, I get frustrated when if I read a series out of order, then I feel like I have missed all kinds of important information. And I've tried not to do that. Each one is its standalone story that closes at the end with resolves the, the mystery for that story. Right. Um, and resolves, you know, all of that. Um, but they are connected in the sense of the relationship between the characters, right? That they keep going, you know, yeah. they're all family. so, but I, but you can read them as standalones. So that matters to me. Um, but also what people have told me that they really enjoy about my books is they don't want to know who the villain is too soon. Yeah. They like putting the puzzle together. Yeah. So I need to give them enough red herrings to where they're going, well, it could be that guy, but maybe mm-hmm. it's that one. Or what about her or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, you've probably read books and I have where if by chapter two, I already know who the villain is. Sometimes, I mean, that's a deliberate choice a writer makes. And it's, do you keep them a secret to keep people guessing? Right. Or do you tell them at the beginning and make it look impossible for your hero and heroine to defeat them? Right. So the tension okay. comes from whether Somewhere. they can yeah. beat them yeah. okay. versus who are they who fighting they don't know. Okay. And it seems like my readers tend to say, we like that way better. Mm-hmm. We want to be guessing to try to figure out <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Who, who the bad guy is. So I have been pretty deliberate about setting it up to try anyway. Towards the end, you kind of go, okay, it's down to these two. It's got to be one of them or whatever, but okay. that's been fun. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cause I've always thought it would just be, I, my brain works where I, I look at things and like you, you know, I think, you know, Ooh, that could be a mystery or whatever, but then I'm, I, I have no idea how to write a mystery. <laughs> I, I might have to try it one day just to either confirm or deny that I do or don't know how to do it. But, um, my brain likes to think, Ooh, you know, you see a innocent situation and flip it on its head. Like you said, right? Exactly. I like that. Exactly. That's a lot of fun. So release day is November 29th. November 29th. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be available where? So for sure, um, print and ebook will be on Amazon. And also print and ebook should be available Barnes and Noble, Kobo, all the other. Pretty much where you, where people. Yeah. Yeah. People have asked if there's an audio book at this point. No. There okay. Um, is I there know. audio on the other two? I think there's audio on only one of them. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to go double check again. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I don't yeah. Yeah. Just but curious. I know. Yeah. I should have, I should know the answer to that. That's okay. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> so you hinted at what you're working on next. Yeah. So share a little bit about that or whatever you're able to tell us. Yeah. So that was, that's been an idea that has been brewing for gosh, six years, maybe. Wow. It wasn't time yet because of other things. Um, But the idea is that it's kind of a secret society of women. So it's women goes back to like the 1500s and but it's not organized like some of your very organized ones. But okay. 
definitely sort of a symbol and it's basically if you see the symbol go help so these are some women come from very different walks of life and have had different have a different skill sets not necessarily like superheroes okay okay but they have some cool skills and they come together to do some cool things um nice so um in the first one it's has to do with um there's like dual storylines okay um and are they set in the current place it um, is set current... In current time okay. yeah they're contemporary set and um but they are um gonna be all over the world and not just in mm, one spot so that's exciting so this one's gonna be some of it is gonna be in europe um Fun. and there's an old painting involved and there's some homeless people disappearing involved and interesting okay um, we have uh you know uh, a lady pilot who can make anything fly that you know with duct tape and whatever and <laughs> and and we've got a a former nun on sabbatical who can use disguises to do some stuff and we've got nice. some other folks doing some cool stuff so i am i'm excited yeah that's a that yeah. sounds like a really fun series how many books do you envision that to be Actually, that one may go as far as six. I have six nice. planned because I've got six on my team here. Six okay. Women, and I wanted to give each of them their story. Um, Are they romance or there's not necessarily? There's going to be a hint of it, but more adventure, if okay. that's the right term. More of suspense and adventure with a touch of romance. Okay. There okay. may be some men who show up here and there. Uh, there is in the first book um, who's you know, an inconvenient nice. uh, government guy that shows up <laughs> <laughs> when she'd rather he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's okay. some stolen paintings and some, you know, somebody who's kidnapped, kidnapped and boat chases in Venice. How about that? So nice. <laughs> awesome. That sounds like fun. It does. I wanted to, I, I actually wrote it during COVID because I said, we need some fun. For sure. You know, it's, I mean, it's not fluff necessarily of, you know, just no purpose to it or. Right, right. But it's very much fun to read. Yeah. I wanted it's, to write I something. I like fun that to read. Not dark. I wanted yeah. something that was, there's still mystery. There's still suspense, all the fun things to solve and figure out, but it's, it's not as dark. Nice. I like that. Anyway, I look look forward to hearing more about that one when they come (laughs) out. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That'll be a lot of fun. So what are you reading right now? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, let's see. Oh, I can tell you, I just finished reading a book by Ramona Richards, um, who is a friend of mine, um, called Circle of Vengeance. And this is the second of her Star Kavanaugh cold case investigator series Ooh, uh, okay so there's some dual timelines of like what happened back then back in the yeah she, and when she's trying to solve the crime and she does a fantastic job of weaving those two together fun. and keeping you guessing which i love i love that so, yeah so if you're looking for a fun suspense i would recommend uh circle of vengeance by ramona richards at this awesome. point that's what i have been reading and loving it that sounds like a lot of fun. I've not read her before, so I'll have to check that out. Yes, definitely do. You'll enjoy her books. 
Very cool. So where can people find you and hang out with you online? Oh, yeah. Um, anytime. Uh, Facebook, I'm, you know, Connie Mann. My website is ConnieMann.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as Captain Connie Mann. So it's C-A-P-T Connie Mann. But it's abbreviated. Okay. So my yeah. handle is C-A-P-T Connie Mann, Captain Connie Mann on Instagram. Those are the main main places. Okay. I'll link all of that in the show notes so that people can get to you easily. And you've got a newsletter. Yes. I do have a monthly newsletter uh, that goes out around the 20th every month. I never sell that information, Uh, but that is where people hear about stuff first. Okay. I do special giveaways just for subscribers regularly. I do um, all the latest news comes out there first. So cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Connie, for joining me Um, today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun catching up with you. And I cannot wait to um, tout your book when it comes out. And I cannot wait for the next series. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think it will. I think it will. Thanks so much for having me. It is always a pleasure to talk. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.